Do you struggle with mental health or know someone who does? Join Gabrielle and Cherise as they discuss all things mental health. Each episode will be packed with information on coping, healing, and living a well-balanced life. We hope you join us in session. Hello, hello, hello. I am Gabrielle Williams, and I have with me today... Hi, I'm Cherise. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) So I am a marriage and family therapist associate, um, and I have a private practice called Soul Therapy. Pretty much, I just um, provide counseling services for um, individuals, couples, and some families. I think I see mostly couples and adolescents right now, but definitely love what I do and I'm very grateful for the opportunity to chat with you guys today. And I also have a private practice in Northport, Alabama. Um, So same thing, I'm primarily seeing individuals, couples and families. Um, I also am contracted through the Tuscaloosa County School System to see um, elementary through high school students there. And so I'm very happy to be able to have this podcast with Gabrielle and talk about some mental health topics. Yes, that is amazing. I love the fact that like combined together, we have such a wide variety of like services, you know, because we don't just see one particular population. We kind of cover it all. So She's like my partner in crime. That's what I like to call it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't know what I would do without Gabrielle. We've been through it, you know, through school and everything. And so she's been my main motivation partner to just keep going. This work can get hard at times, but she definitely is my main motivator. So it's definitely absolutely. helpful to have a partner through it all. Absolutely. So we put our minds together, what, like a month ago? Yeah. And we said we needed to have a podcast. Um, we wanted to, and you can tell me your opinion on this, but have a podcast targeted to maybe some people in the minority sector that aren't necessarily getting mental health or, you know, that don't know a lot about it. And we called it In Session. And um, I'm going to make sure we have the graphic linked for you guys, but it's pretty dope. And (laughs) I'm excited. What do you think about In Session, Cherise? Yes, absolutely. I'm so excited. Just going off what you talked about, you know, in the minority community, there's definitely a stigma surrounding mental health. And so just getting the content out there for people who may be reluctant to come to therapy or who don't really know what therapy is about. We just want to put a range of mental health topics out there. Um, and if you guys have any suggestions on what you know we should talk about or things that you want us to cover, we're all ears. So please let us know if there's anything out there that you want us to cover. Yes, yes. And before I forget, we need to tell them our social handles, because if you guys want to like DM us or comment, please send those suggestions. So I can be found at soul underscore therapy LLC, and that's on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Again, that's soul, S-O-U-L underscore therapy LLC. Yes, and I am at Thrive Therapy Tuscaloosa, and that's everywhere. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and then website is thrivetherapytuscaloosa.com. Perfect. And we will have all this information linked for you guys. So please feel free to chat with us. We want this to be a two-way conversation. So we're talking and we're hoping you listen, but we also want you to talk to us too. Okay. Absolutely. So my, one of my favorite holidays is coming up. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> I am such a sucker for like hearts and candies and everything, but it's a really great time to talk about self-love, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think the main reason why this topic is coming up is because on social media and everywhere you look, it's like, oh, Valentine's Day. And there's even, you know, a lot of single people out there that are like, what am I going to do for Valentine's Day? 
it kind of can make you feel alone. And so we really want to touch on the topic of self-love and talk about what it is and why it's important, especially during a time like this. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like because it's like my favorite holiday and so many other people's favorite holiday, it is difficult if you find yourself like not in the majority. What I talk about is like, if you're not in a relationship right now, you can feel kind of left out, right? Because mm-hmm. typically I'm, I've heard it called like lover's day and <laughs> oh, it's lover's day. And mm-hmm. you know, that is true, but every day is a good day to love yourself as well. And so I remember very clearly, um, if I'm honest, when I was single and Valentine's day would roll around, I hated it. I'm going to be honest. I did. I had no idea what self-love was. And Mm -hmm. so I was kind of viewing it as I'm alone. You know, nobody cares about me. Like I have nothing to celebrate, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, are with you. They feel like, okay, you know, I don't like Valentine's Day. Like, let's just get it over with. Let's move past it. And that's because they're seeing all these things like, you know, Valentine's Day is for love with other people. And it's not solely focused on, you know, how can you love yourself? Mm-hmm. But Valentine's Day can be about that. And we can kind of tell you a little bit how you can incorporate that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, let's start by, I guess, defining self-love for people, because I think it varies. Um, what would you say is your go to definition for self-love? For me, self-love is basically showing yourself kindness. Right. Okay, yeah. And so for me, it's this thing of kindness versus being critical. Mm. And so when you're kind to yourself, you're kind to yourself through any type of circumstance that you're going to. You extend yourself that grace, yeah. that same grace that you extend to you know, family members or close friends who are going through something difficult or who yeah. are having a really hard time. Right. You extend them grace. You show them, them kindness yeah. versus being critical of yourself. So say, for example, for Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. it's coming it's right around the corner and you're like, I really want to be in a relationship. I don't feel where I want to be in life. Yeah. You know, I want to be maybe married or I want to, you know, have kids, et cetera, et cetera. And so instead of saying those things, it's showing yourself that kindness of, of thinking, okay, I'm not where I want to be right now. And that's okay. Yeah. Right. And so it's being able to take the criticism out of it and put that kindness in its place. I like that. I like that a whole lot. You know, if I had to define it, I think you kind of hit everything like on the head with a nail with that. Um, I think when I first discovered self-love, the way that I defined it was really um, showing myself the love that I wanted, right? Because sometimes I think I believed someone else had to give me that love and that's all that love was. Like Mm -hmm. if somebody else said nice things or gave me nice things. But for me, self-love was learning, hey, those things that you like, those feelings that make you feel whole and appreciated, you can do that for yourself mm-hmm. and um, kind of a lot, kind of what you're talking about, showing yourself grace, even being kind in your process, because there are some things about myself or my, my life, right, that I may not be 100 percent satisfied with. Mm-hmm. But self-love is saying, even if I'm not completely satisfied, I'm going to love myself through my journey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? which can be hard. We can, it can be really hard. Yeah, it definitely can be so, so hard to do that. You know, we get sometimes stuck a lot in the criticism and the negativity yeah. and it's hard to kind of extend yourself that grace and say, okay, what am I going to take positively from my situation, from my yeah. circumstances? And so doing that, taking that step back is really difficult, yeah. but once you get the hang of it and once you can practice it, it becomes kind of the norm instead of that right. self-criticism or that negativity. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, 
it's really important that people realize self-love is useful, whether you're single or in a relationship, because sometimes we'll think, oh, this only applies if I'm single, which is totally true. But even if you're in a relationship right now, you need to be sure that you know how to practice self-love because if you get everything you need or you put all that expectation on a relationship, gosh, if something goes wrong with that relationship, you don't have anywhere to go. So loving yourself is always a good choice. It's always something we should be doing every day of the year, whether we're single or not. Right. And, you know, self-love is something that's internal, right? It comes from you. And so Valentine's Day is this big thing where, you know, there's chocolates, there's flowers, there's big old teddy bears, right? And so you see the external things, even if it's not, you know, for you, you see social media like, oh, they got this gift, they got that. Yeah. So you kind of associate these big external things to like what love is and what your worth is, but it's not always that. It comes from within and, you know, it's it can be a challenge to find that. But once you do, it's a whole other journey. It is. It is. So I'm super pumped because we're going to try to give you guys some tips today on how to practice self-love, how to develop it, even if you have some idea of it, because it's it's super um, powerful once we figure out how to do it. So, you know, I'm a huge example person, right? <laughs> um, so let's try to give the people an example of what self-love is it. Um, do you want to go first? You want me to try to go first? <laughs> you can go ahead and jump in and I'll piggyback off of you. Okay. So self-love, what it's not. I would say, um, like, let's just take this lover's day that's coming up, right? Self-love is not being on social media, scrolling endlessly saying, oh my gosh, you know, so-and-so just got engaged. So-and-so just got this present. I'm so behind, right? Like looking and comparing because self-love in my opinion, comparing yourself or your journey to someone else is the quickest way to move from I like myself to I hate myself. Mm-hmm. Because we'll start comparing how my life is different and mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're not content anymore. So mm-hmm. self-love is definitely not comparing where you are to where someone else is. I've met people who are single who wish they were in relationships, but I've also met people who are in relationships and wish they were single. So mm-hmm. My biggest thing for that is don't compare because that's not loving yourself or loving your journey. Yeah, absolutely. I think the topic of comparison brings up the issue of self-esteem, right? Yeah. And so self-esteem is not always something that's stable. So you can have really high self-esteem one day, but then you yeah. get on social media for a couple of hours. You're sucked in, yeah. right? And you're comparing yourself to everything you see and then your self-esteem drops. Yep. Right. And so the opposite of self-esteem is self-compassion. Right. And so showing yourself compassion is a more stable trait than self-esteem. And so what I mean by self-compassion is what I was talking about earlier of showing yourself that kindness and kind of what you touched on of, you know, I'm not where I want to be right Right. now, but that's okay. Yep. Yep. And, you know, kind of with that, I think it's really crucial that we learn with like self-esteem and the fact that it can waver moving more towards like our language being focused towards self-compassion because I know growing up and even like what we tell a lot of like adolescents sometimes, Oh, you know, you have high self-esteem and your self-esteem is low and da, 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 da. And that's really true. But like you said, the fact is is that sometimes it can fluctuate, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I love taking people who may struggle like with their physical body sometimes Everybody knows there are sometimes if your hair is looking good, you smell good, you have this nice outfit, you can be a little bit more confident. Your self-esteem can be kind of high that day. But let's say you're having a rough day like myself, right? (laughs) Um, You may not have the highest self-esteem, so it can fluctuate. 
Mm-hmm. But when you move to that self-compassion, I think you develop like a greater appreciation for life and yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, a huge component of self-love is learning to appreciate yourself yeah. because essentially when you're in a relationship, that's what you want your partner to do, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, show me that you love me, appreciate me. How about we do it for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And, you know, when we move towards, you know, appreciating ourselves and showing ourselves that self-love, we move away from getting our self-worth and our value from how we see ourselves in relation to others. Yeah. So I think that's where a lot of us get stuck, right? It's like, okay, you know, I, today I look better than yeah. someone else. Okay, I feel okay. Right. But when you do that, are you really seeing yourself clearly? Exactly. Do you really have that self-love for yourself without, you know, having to say, okay, let me compare myself to this person, to that person, to what they're doing right. to make myself feel better. When Absolutely. you do that, you're not seeing yourself clearly or you're not really seeing the other self, the other person clearly. Absolutely. So it's not fair to either of you. And that doesn't extend any room for any personal growth at all, which growth is huge. Right. Like and here's the thing. I, I call myself like a wannabe plant person because I don't know. I've always been fascinated with like plants and like that kind of thing. I don't have like a really great green thumb, but I'm working on it. But what I've learned so far is that like there's this particular kind of tree. I don't know the name right now, but I wanted to buy this tree and I wanted to plant it in the backyard, right? Along my fence line. And so I went to this like um, plant nursery or whatever. And the lady was talking to me and she was like, okay, I understand that you want a tree that's going to be like 12 feet, right? But right now it's not 12 feet. You have to give it time to grow. And so she told me the best time of year to plant the tree. She told me how much to expect it to grow each year. But pretty much I couldn't go to the store and get a 12 foot tree to put in my backyard. I had to give it time to grow. Mm -hmm. And the same thing is with yourself, right? Like there's no overnight remedy to self growth or Mm -hmm. self discovery. You have to be patient with yourself. Mm -hmm. And so as we're talking about self love today, get comfortable with saying, you know what? I'm growing, I'm developing, I'm evolving and be patient with yourself because nothing, and I mean, nothing happens overnight. Absolutely. I love the concept of patience and I love the tree example, right? So it sounds like there was a bit of, you know, wanting to control how fast the tree moves and how it does. Right. And so on this journey, you kind of have to take that control out of it because you will have the bad days and you will have the good days and you can't just say, okay, you know, I want to, you know, love myself. Let me just do it overnight. Nope. That is just not realistic. And the more realistic you are about it, the more, um, I guess, your journey is true to who you are. Exactly. I I love that. And growth. I like that word. We're kind of popping off, I guess, keywords for you guys to kind of jot down. But so far, things like self-compassion, things like growth, I want you and just like patience, jot those down and save them. Because as you like leave this podcast and you consider like, actually acting this out in your own life, use these words, seek out definitions, right? Like, okay, they talked about this today. How can I apply this to my life? Right. Mm-hmm. I think something that's cool to do is compare Valentine's day. Cause that's kind of our, our, um, our key thing this year. And so I'm going to go back to Valentine's of 2020. So a whole year ago, because guys, we are still in the middle of a pandemic mm-hmm. and that absolutely affects like our mental and emotional well being right now. Right. So, Gosh, I want to say last Valentine's Day, was it normal? Had COVID shut things down yet? Not yet. It was a thing, right? But we were still out and about, no mask, no social distancing yet. Okay. 
So let's just think back to like last year. Last year, Valentine's, we kind of had something normal. Definitely by like mid-March, things started getting shut down. Right. And I've heard from people who are like in relationships or single. It's been a trying time for everybody. And I'm not sure if anybody that's listening can relate, but I feel like the pandemic really forced us to examine ourselves and say, am I really practicing self-love? Because we have seen such a rise in like depression and anxiety, Mm -hmm. right? Like some of the typical mental and emotional struggles, they have just amplified over the course of this past year, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that one thing about the pandemic is you're right mental health has risen a lot. And it's it's yeah. that question of, you know, am I showing myself that self-love? And I think a big reason is because the pandemic, once things got shut down, a lot of people, you know, were working from home and yeah. still are. And so yeah. you're forced to spend a lot more time with yourself yeah. than you normally do. Because when you're going to work, when you're doing these things outside of the home, you can distract yourself with coworkers or projects or things that, you know, the outside world can bring. But yeah. when you're in your house by yourself or like with your children or with your spouse, yep. you're forced to look at yourself and spend mm-hmm. time with yourself. And so that can be a good thing and that can be a bad thing. Yeah. And so I think one good thing that came from it, um, from what I've seen, is that people have more time to reach their goals. Yeah. They have more time and more, I guess, availability than they normally would have. And so that's good. Yeah. On the other side of it, some people they need to be in the outside world and doing things for their mental health. And when that's taken away, it can kind of be harder to manage. Yeah. What I like that you said was the word distractions, because I don't even think up until now, I just realized that the pandemic really has removed a lot of distractions. Mm -hmm. It is so easy to forget to take care of ourselves or, you know, to practice self-love when we're distracted. Because, oh, I'm so busy. I have this going on. Like, I don't have the time for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But when the pandemic shuts everything down, that excuse goes bye bye. Yeah. And now you're forced. Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't have anything to busy myself with or to distract myself with. I have to take a long, hard look in the mirror. And Absolutely. like you said, people now, if you kind of take the positive from it, you got more time to focus on your goals, to reach your goals. Um I, again, I love pacing myself and like I recommend that to other people because even though we've been in a pandemic for a year, if you have some goals, you know, it's nothing wrong with like writing them down and setting like dates that you want to accomplish those by, but let's be realistic too, right? Um, A prime example is that if I've never worked out a day in my life and let's just say I want to go run a marathon like I'm probably not going to run the marathon tomorrow. Right. You know, like I've never worked out if I'm not taking care of my body nutritionally or otherwise, that's a unrealistic expectation because I have the time now, if that's a goal that's important to me, how about I pace myself and say, okay, I'm going to start walking, you know, every day for the next two weeks, I'm going to start jogging. I'm going to change my diet, right? Mm -hmm. Smaller things to cultivate yourself so that you can reach that goal. And with self-love or with any type of self-growth, write it out, right? Like, let's divide it up. If you want to, you know, change the way that you look, if you want to, you know, get a promotion on your job, if you want to become more aware of who you are, chop it down into smaller, manageable goals. Yes. 
Yes. Anyone that knows me and all of my clients know I preach about the baby steps, right? Yeah. So baby steps will take you far. And they're like, you know, baby steps. Like, I don't want to take baby steps. I want to be there. Mm. I'm like, but, you know, rushing to get there can be, you know, a harder path than taking yeah. the baby steps and enjoying the journey of you getting there. Yep. And so what baby steps do, which people don't realize is that, you know, you take the baby steps and then you look back maybe like a month, month later, two months yeah. later, and you're like, wow. I really made a lot of progress right in those small steps. And so I love that you're, you're saying, you know, start small. There's nothing wrong with that. And one of my favorite things I tell my clients is just be better than you were yesterday. And that doesn't mean to go from zero to a hundred. It means you can go to zero to 0.5 to one, you know, what are you going to do the next day? That's a little bit better than how your day went yesterday. I love that. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. That might actually be the tagline <laughs> for this for this episode because that baby step that you're referencing, that is how you get to your end goal. And so if you are, you know, kind of alone this Valentine's Day or this Valentine's season, I want you to do something every day, like a baby step each day to start loving yourself more and appreciating who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, something that's like small that people don't realize is flowers, right? Like everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people either want or get flowers for Valentine's Day, right? Florist shops make a killing on Valentine's Day. If you're a type of person who likes flowers, which I do, if you're single right now, buy yourself some flowers, right? Like Mm -hmm. practicing self-love is not always like, yes, it can be having like words of affirmation and speaking positively and doing manifestations, but it can also be acts of love to yourself. So if you're single, there's nothing stopping you from going and buying some flowers or buying yourself some chocolates. You know, something that I think I've learned to do and I I would encourage other people to do, date yourself. Um, If you like spa nights, do it at home. Get you some bubble baths or some soaks. Like learn to love on you. And Mm -hmm. I'm literally serious. Like schedule a date for yourself. Yes. Yes. I give that homework to my clients all the time. And at first it's like, you know, it's weird. Like you're not used to, to being, you know, being out by yourself or going to the movies by yourself. But when you do Mm -hmm. learn so much about yourself that you never would have thought it's getting over that initial anxiety and saying, okay, you know, maybe this is not the norm in our society. You know, we always want to go with someone else. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't really want to go places by ourselves. but if you do it, you will learn so much about yourself. Yeah. You know, again, I think COVID has given us a couple of positive things. I'm choosing to see the positive. Um, I actually recently have had to quarantine. So, like, no interaction with my family, just me and four walls. Ooh, right? <laughs> but let me tell you what I've discovered. Um, I love comedy. And a true story, guys, when I was about, I was a teenager. I can't remember the exact year. So, it's been a, a while ago. But when I was a teenager, I found myself battling depression and I, of course I didn't know it at the time because I didn't have knowledge or access to therapy back then. So like, I feel like now therapy is more common, but when I was a teenager, it was not a thing. You know what I'm saying? So many, many years ago, I was a teenager, found myself battling depression. I did not tell anybody. No one knew. Um, just me. And it was pretty severe. But it was during that time that I found my love for comedy specials. And I know now as a therapist that um, I was kind of engaging in like some behavior replacement. I didn't know it then. But when I would have a super, super sad day, 
I would replace that emotion with something opposite. And so I would watch these comedy specials because it would distract me long enough to laugh, right? And it didn't make my problems go away, but it lifted my mood long enough for me to keep waking up and like, let me try another day. Let me hold on for a little bit longer, right? Mm -hmm. And so being quarantined by myself again, it's super easy to feel alone and to feel like, oh my gosh, COVID sucks. I hate this. Oh my gosh, this is so bad. But I've fallen back in love with comedy. And so I kid you not, I'm in this room by myself and I have been laughing out loud by myself. (laughs) And it has really helped these days go by. Like I've fallen back in love with comedy and I'm balancing myself. Like, yes, there's a lot of bad things going on in the world. And yeah, maybe COVID does suck, but I'm still okay. I'm still alive. And I'm going to laugh through this really dark time because even if laughing won't solve my problems, it can make them a little bit more bearable, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. find out what you like. For me, it's comedy. For you, it could be something else, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I know that <laughs> can be hard. You know, sometimes people talk about, you know, what went on for them in the past. Yeah, and yeah. I love that you shared that because in the darkest times, that is, you know, the time where people can find what can bring them out of that. Yeah. And sustain them. Like, like you said, you came back to comedy, yeah. Right now in this experience. And so using the same things that you discover when you're in your darkest times over and over again. Yeah. Really helpful tool. Absolutely. So I guess, guys, we can leave you with just a couple of things to try. If you want to try it this weekend for Valentine's Day, sure. But we're going to encourage you to do this year round. Um, I guess, Sharice, we can try to give them like our top five, top five okay. things to do to engage in some self-love. So you can go first. Okay. So I guess my number one thing, and you kind of touched on it a little bit already, would be the gift giving to yourself, right? Awesome. And so this yeah. touches off of like, you know, the five love languages, right? And so one of them is receiving gifts or giving gifts. Yeah. And so, you know, you can make a, a big old list of things that you want to give to yourself, things yeah. that you always wanted, things that you think might be, you know, good for you now that might uplift you. Yeah. And so making that initial list shows yourself like, okay, I am worthy of these yeah. gifts. I have value enough to buy myself something nice. Absolutely. And that you don't have to wait on that stuff from someone else. Okay. So, you know, even, you know, if you have a bad week or a bad day, go to your list and say, okay, you know, maybe something can help me right now. Some flowers, a box of chocolates. Let me go buy that. that. I love that. And so trying some of that to uplift yourself. That is wonderful. I love that. I actually have never thought about like making a list in advance and then going back to it. But that is like perfect. Yeah, because, you know, when you have a bad day or you have a bad week, you know, it shows yourself, okay, I don't have to wait until I'm like, okay to buy myself something or I don't have to do something extraordinary to deserve something. I don't have to, you know, get good grades or I don't have to, um, you know, be the top performer at my job. I can deserve this gift because it's going to make me happy. And that's it. I love that, guys. Like, I deserve this, not because I did something, right? And we definitely live in an achievement, like, oriented culture. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, we have to be doing, we have to be, you know, big and bad and secure Mm -hmm. in the bag, right? But (laughs) your worth and your value is not tied up in just what you do. Mm -hmm. So don't feel like, like she said, that, oh, I have to do these things and check off all these boxes to deserve something nice. Like, no. This is on my list. I deserve this just because, right? Like, I love that. That is perfection, girl. (laughs) You know, something that I have kind of fallen in love with discovering is, I guess, like holistic care. 
And what I mean by that, guys, is in the same way that you can make a list and like, okay, what can I buy for myself? Like giving myself gifts. Also give yourself the gift of like a whole life because I don't just believe you should be like looking good physically and mentally and emotionally you're in a dark place, right? So figure out, like make a list of what is it going to take for me to be whole as an entire individual, right? Mm -hmm. And so I found out like vitamins, making sure that you're taking your vitamins. Um, Like some people like myself may have low iron, right? Like even something as simple as making sure you're getting enough iron in your diet, it can really improve your mood. It can, you know, help, I guess, like make you a better person because you're taking care of yourself from the inside out. So Mm -hmm. I would say do holistic care for yourself. Take your vitamins, take your supplements. Please talk to like a physician or a registered you know, nutritionist, dietitian so they can advise you on that. Work out and not necessarily like to be super skinny or get super buff, but just to get moving. Um, I personally took for granted how important it is to just get your body active, right? Like, and not because I'm like, ooh, I'm fat and I want to change how I look. But no, I'm going to take 30 minutes of my day to, you know, love on myself by taking care of my body. So find out what you like. It could be taking a hike and seeing the scenery. You can go swimming. You could do some yoga or Pilates. Everything does not have to be workout oriented because I'm trying to change my body. No, I'm going to love on myself and get active. So, um, yeah, do that. I love like meditation and mindfulness because it slows you down. Our minds sometimes go so fast, at least mine does. <laughs> I feel like learning how to meditate and it doesn't have to be this big like spiritual practice, but taking time out of your day, I'm going to calm down. I'm going to pause, get quiet with myself. It has been a game changer. So those are just a couple of ones that I, that I can think of, but um, I love the idea of just taking care of yourself as a whole. Yes, that is so important. I think that really gets overlooked. I think that when you're a whole person, you know, you're better able to give to yourself what you need. And you're also better able to give to the other people in your life. Right. And so that is the whole thing. of like the empty cup. Right. Do do not run on an empty cup, because if you are, it's only, you know, negatively hurting you. Absolutely. Even if you're still able to benefit other people. Right. They're taking from you, but you're not filling yourself back up. And running off of an empty empty cup is not beneficial for you at all at all. So guys, I mean, we have given you just kind of a small conversation starter on self-love. Sharice, I'm going to let you kind of say your closing remarks kind of, I know we've we've touched on a little bit of like what self-love is in and what it is and how we can practice it. Is there any like lasting comment you'd want to leave with our listeners about self-love and our topic today? Um, I just want you guys to remember that self-love is a journey. It never ends. Um, So be patient with yourself like Gabrielle was touching on. Um, You know, you don't have to have these high achievements or anything to be a worthy person. You are a worthy person. I believe everyone to be a worthy person. And so if you don't believe that, just take the words from my my mouth and hear that I think that you are a worthy person. I love you and I want you to to experience that. I think that everyone should experience that self-love for themselves because it is awesome. And once you're able to do that, you're able to really be your genuine true self and you don't feel like you have to hide behind any mask or any like charade you're just able to be yourself unapologetically and that is the most amazing experience so if you have any questions about self-love or like tips or anything you can always you know hit me up on social media or email me i'm here for you yes i love that guys and that pretty much is it in a nutshell We're, we're trying to get you guys to 
Move to self-love so that you can be unapologetically who you are. That is huge. Um, That is such a timely reminder for us in the world and times that we live in. So, you know, this is Gabrielle and Sharice. We are kind of your podcasters for In Session. We hope that this reaches you wherever you are across this beautiful, beautiful universe. And remember, you can find us on our socials. I am at Soul Therapy. um, That's Soul underscore Therapy LLC. And Sharice is at Thrive Therapy Tuscaloosa. Hit us up, DM us, ask questions, and we will be back very soon with more content. Thank you guys for popping in for a session. Yeah, we will see you next time in session. Bye.